someone remind me? I thought it was a video game podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to the world famous Game Source Podcast, episode number 68. And tonight we've got a treat for you, a best of our own 7th Valkyrie. I'll tell you what, it's going to be a good one. Let's go to the command center now and listen to all the fun. Enjoy. Come on, what? Hello and welcome to Game Source Podcast. Welcome Woo-hoo. back gamers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is your host, Nick. With our, uh, well, with our regulars, <laughs> uh, Gerald and Chris, uh, and we actually have a new cast member, Sam. Hello. Anyway, moving on. Um, <laughs> obviously, E3 is right around the corner. Uh, actually, a couple oh. weeks. And uh, don't forget that your game source will be live from E3. Um, well, I mean, when we, de- when we say live, we hope to get it up um, well, as quickly as possible while at the show. <laughs> well, we're going to be doing podcasts from there. We're going to be bringing you interviews. We're going to be bring, putting up videos on the site, all the latest news, all the latest happenings. You're going to get all the info right on yourgamesource.com. That's what I think he probably wanted to say. So. Exactly. Now you guys are making me sad because I'm not going to be there. You'll be there in spirit. Ah, but you'll be from the command center. This is true. I will be running the command center. And you you had a comparison, did you not? I what? You you compared Oh, I did. uh, I'm I'm the official oracle to your birds of prey. There you go. Fair (laughs) enough. But you'll be with us going forward at all the other ventures, CES. When we go back to E3, if we get uh, to GDC next year, and so on. You know it. Well, we'd like to move on to our first topic of discussion tonight. Obviously, probably as it has come as to no surprise to any of you uh, listeners out there, uh, the big story going on with the PlayStation Network. Um, I know uh, it was on IGN's, uh, you know, highlights, but, uh, well, uh, you know. Why are you worried about IGN? Nobody cares about IGN. The reason why they're here... Listening to us, the reason why they're coming to yourgamesource.com is because they're fed up like all of us are with IGN, all of our competitors, all of their competitors who don't give the real news, who don't give the real scoop, who just want the best of video gaming. Preach on. I'm trying. And we offer that. We offer just what you need to know, not over-the-top stuff that you really don't need to know and can't navigate through. I'm sounding a little over-top right now. Go ahead. But that's okay because it's our site. <laughs> and that's what makes us different. <laughs> exactly. Individuality. Um, well, 
you know, uh, obviously there's been a, uh, you know, as of as of now, PlayStation Network is back up and running, uh, and PlayStation has uh, given us a uh, nice little goodie care package. But before that, um, obviously, to everybody's knowledge, there was a breach. They got hacked, brought the server down. You know, uh, the obvious suspicion was that the hacker group Anonymous did it. Of course, there's no confirmed, um, no confirmed evidence of that. Um, do you guys want to add any in- input to that? Xbox Live is better, maybe. <laughs> well, that's a given. <laughs> yeah. I just feel bad for Sony because everybody's like pressing them for it, and whatever's going to happen to, for them at E3, I think if I was their PR, I would go up and say, "Look, guys, we were hacked. We're trying to fix it." The end. The humanoid must not escape. I guess uh, you know that poses the question, you know, which is going to be the. Uh, the uh, the prospect here that gets uh, gets the upper hand on the other, either uh, you know the 3ds with the price decline or the uh, much anticipated PS Vita. Sam, what do you think? Um, honestly, with the 3ds, I thought that the 250 launch price was a little steep, especially with their less than glamorous launch lineup. Um, I I only recently got to play one a little bit, and I mean it's cool, but. Like, with Zelda being the uh, top-selling game doesn't surprise me at all. It's actually really, really cool. But with Vita, I mean, I thought it was going to launch for a lot more. I mean, it's, what, 250 and 300, right? Yes. AT&T yeah. is, is not the most uh, widely appreciated and loved, as uh, Chris will tell you. Now, I, ha- I, I have an iPhone. I have AT&T. I will admit to that. But... Um, I think it's cool what they're doing with the two different kinds, and I think they're doing. I think the two fifty three hundred is a really good move on their part because I I, I was anticipating like with the PS three when that launched at like six hundred dollars, people still bought it. So I thought it was going to be like I thought it was going to be four hundred for the Vita, but I was wrong. Well, well Chris, when I and I when we stopped by the uh, Sony booth, we got to take a closer look at the Vita. Chris, uh, I mean, firsthand, you thought it was awesome, didn't you? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, just all the new features that they've added. Really, the biggest thing that they did was they didn't add in a bunch of new features like the like the 3DS where it's 3D without glasses. They took the best of everything and added it in there. Touchscreen, Wi-Fi or 3G, a GPS built in, uh, touchpad on the back, which is kind of a new feature, but still all of the things that they've added were just enhancements and uh, just things that people want to see in a game system or a, in a portable game system. It's going to end up like really the Engage. I feel like the <laughs> DS is more about titles because like, I feel I'll, like they have a lot more if like... I may- if I may interrupt for just one moment, what do you have, sir, against the end gauge being that I'm probably one of the five people left on the planet that has one? Exactly. You just stated the you just stated the facts. You're I know, one of the I've, last five people on earth I was to have being one. Fa- I was being facetious, but uh, <laughs> uh, Sam, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just had oh, en- no problem. I, I'll battle people to the to the death on end gauge. <laughs> um, I just feel like the 3ds is more about the titles, and the Vita is more about the software, like what's actually in the unit, like the 3D and the 3DS, it's cool, but it's nothing fantastic. But like what Chris was saying, how like they really amped up what they were already doing. So I feel like 
the 3DS is going to do better. Like, my personal thing is I'm not getting a 3DS until a Pokemon game comes out for it. So, like, that has nothing to do with the unit. It's that I want a Pokemon game. But with the Vita, it's like... It just I just want to see what it can do, I guess, Le- I, and less of what's going to be on it. Give it I, just wanna know, I just want to know how you can trade in 3D. <laughs> it's like your new costume's coming right at you! <laughs> well, you know, I mean... Truthfully, even with the uh, the price decline, well, I mean, I guess technically as of the six DS sales were 115,000 worldwide. 3DS was still down at 31,000. So we'll see how much the uh, see how much of an increase there is. I mean, statistically over the history from 2009 to 2010, uh, I mean 2008 to 2010, rather. You know, you're looking at back in 2009, uh, the Nintendo DS held the number one title next to Wii at 28,000. You know, 2009, you were looking at 29. I'm sorry, 28,000. I mean, 28 million, and then 29 million. Bad year. Yeah. Yeah, real bad year. 2010, they had 20, about 20 million. So, I mean, you saw maybe a decline about 8 million, but they still held the number one title for three years. So. Must have been a pretty uh, big blow to Nintendo to uh, release such a poor launch title and at a ridiculously high price. So, truthfully, I really don't think either one of these handhelds are going to do, um, truthfully, anything. Um, especially Sony with their with their you know wannabe PSP phone. I I, I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not buying their uh, the Xperia. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I don't know. I'm not buying it. I don't think it's going to sell particularly well. They they can amp up as many bells and whistles as they want on it. It's just. Well, you can't because you just got a fabulous Sprint Evo. Oh, fancy oh, that coincidence! I have one too. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. And then they had their 3D Evo, which really, really, uh, part of my French, it blew. Ah, uh, no, I disagree. And Sprint, if you're listening. If you would like to send me a free 3D Evo for plugging it on our world-famous podcast, please just contact us at yourgamesource at yahoo.com. Sorry. So, you know, uh, with the... A man can dream. (laughs) With the uh, growing list for 2012, um, as we'll kind of get into here in just a couple minutes, um, you know... It seems like these major retailers, especially over the uh, June to uh, the end of August as we're rolling up, has been extremely weak game releases. Um, and, you know, and it's really crippling to uh, uh, to sales. You know, at least in my opinion. You know, I don't know if this is due to sales fear or if they just need more development time. I, they had a pretty impressive lineup for 2012 based on the uh, content they displayed at E3, in my opinion, but. Um, truthfully, I I, uh, I don't know what these game developers are thinking, but they they really need to crank out for a strong end of 2011, or they're going to be suffering going into the first quarter of 2012. Well, I'll tell you right now, and I'll, before I turn over to to Chris and Sam, um, if you get a chance to check out our site www.yourgamesource.com, and you go to my page, Yes Elvis Lives, uh, you will see an updated to the minute. 
delayed to 2012 or purgatory or whenever list of games that uh, should have come out this holiday season that were scheduled to come out this holiday season, which unfortunately, like you said, either due to sales fears or what have you, have our production issues um, and development issues have, have bit the dust. Um, some of those games that, that look close to being ready, I, my opinion was, was that it's been a slow three months here in video games. If one of those games could have pushed themselves forward, they might have seen themselves a lot of success. But uh, before uh, I say that, like I said, just check it out on yourgamesource.com. Uh, check it on my blog, and you'll see the updated list. And every time a game gets delayed, which should happen again uh, to 2012, I'll, I just update it on my site constantly. So take a look at it. Uh, Sam, Chris, any thoughts? Sam first. Um, as far as games that are pushed, or... See, I haven't really minded, because I'm more of a on my Gamefly queue, a bunch of games from like three years ago. So it's actually nice for someone like me who I, I don't get games right away. I mean, certain ones I do, but like it's almost nice to have this kind of dry spell just because like it gives me time to catch up on everything else. And so, by the I mean, way, for all you people who have Gamefly, Gamefly sucks. Just to let you know. It just takes for it takes forever, but beats buying a ton of stuff. Like with the old stuff, it's like. The only thing about Gamefly is it takes forever. It's a special broadcast. Uh, it's a special roundtable, actually, this week. And the reason why was, uh, as mentioned, if you guys listened to the previous podcast on yourgamesource.com, Sam and Chris very much wanted to talk about the subject, and that was Star Wars, The Old Republic. So we decided to do this special broadcast today and include this special roundtable doom on the upcoming MMO, uh, which we're st- Still not sure of a uh, release date, uh, Star Wars The Old Republic from EA and Bioware. And, uh, well, my question goes out to you guys before I turn it over to both of you. Um, you know, I want your opinions and thoughts, but uh, in, in a synopsis, you know, 
maybe how good is it going to be? Can it compete with with WoW, World of Warcraft? Um, what do you think it's going to cost as far as on a yearly basis, on a monthly basis? And finally, the the ever you know lasting question uh, is when do you think it will come out? Because that seems to be the sixty four thousand dollar question everybody's asking. So uh, I want to hear you guys' thoughts. Uh, and Sam and Chris, I'm going to turn it over to you on Star Wars: The Old Republic. I don't even know where to start. It's going to be awesome. Like, well, when you first heard it was coming out, what did you think? Well, in my honest opinion, when I first found out it was going to be an MMO, I was slightly disappointed because I was waiting for Knights of the Old Republic three to, in addition to the one of those come out like two, early two thousand, the Old Republic uh, RPG games. Yes, so in the early two thousands for Xbox. Yes. Yeah, so I was initially bummed out because I wasn't really into MMOs at the time, and. I love the Old Republic games, so I'm like, why couldn't they have made Old Republic 3? Would have been so much better. But as time went on, um, I started getting into MMOs and started to get sick of WoW, and I'm like, this is going to be uh, pretty cool. Chris? Well, that's all you have to say about it? You, you just think it's Well, I don't want to just... I could. You want me to talk for 15 minutes and then let you talk? <laughs> you, sa- you said before in a previous podcast... Uh, to give you the floor on it, so you have the floor. This is your time. Uh, you can tell oh, us no, exactly. I'm not gonna... I mean, if you wanted me to go off of, on Gears of War three, I wouldn't even give you a chance to talk about it. <laughs> but uh, I'm gonna try to so- show some self control and maybe let you let you talk for a little bit before I completely take it away. Okay, I see what you're saying. So use your time wisely because uh, I will be done. Well, thank you for the warning, though. <laughs> thank you for the warning. I see. I'm being timed. Let's start the timer. All right. Uh, <laughs> In my opinion, it's it's going to be another game. That's all they're going to do. Uh, it's not going to be a WoW. It's not going to be a WoW killer. It's oh, this should be, be fun. It's going to be just like Rift. It's going to be just like any other game that has come out that said they were going to compete with WoW. And, and I know, if I may, you were looking forward to Rift. I mean, when we got to first know each other... Uh, uh, and I got to know your background and interest in gaming, and we went to CES. You were definitely looking forward to Rift. Is that oh, not yeah. correct? That is one hundred percent correct. Because Rift looked like an amazing, amazingly graphic uh, version of WoW, and it had all the potential to be good. the The thing that just killed it was that it wasn't as big, wasn't as wide open. As soon as you reached the max level, which was like thirty, uh, you were done. And it had no replay value after 30, so you just create as many characters, get to 30, and you're done. Uh, maybe it's because WoW has had so much time to build up. It's most likely what it is. Um, and the Warcraft series itself is just ridiculously enormous. Uh, they've built up since, like, 2000, uh, or before that even, and... No offense, but the Star Wars, like joining the MMO art, like RPG type styles, it's if it does eat WoW, it's going to be once WoW finally loses all of its interest. And uh, I'm thinking a good maybe five, ten years before that even peaks down uh, for WoW. So Star Wars, unfortunately, I'm not going to give it a, a thumbs up up until up until uh. Wow's actually gone. Well, I hear you seething in the background over there. <laughs> Go ahead, Sam. 
All right. Well, as far as in compare, the thing with Rift was wasn't Rift free? No. To play? No, the beta was, but that was oh, okay. okay. The full but, version, okay. fifteen dollars a month, just like WoW. And that, and you can't exactly blame Chris because you know there's been ten, you know, tens, almost tens of thousands. It seems like MMOs that have said we're better than WoW. Yeah, like uh, there was more Warhammer was the what came close, or it yeah. was supposed to. The thing with WoW now is. I don't think you really play anymore, Chris. Or have mm. did you ever? I I did, but then it got too addicting that I had to quit before I got sucked in. Okay, well, what's going on now is if you keep up, uh, WoW is kind of like you said, it kind of hit its peak. And I know you said you're waiting for its downward spiral. It's actually happening. Once Cataclysm came out, um, it hit. It took a lot, big hit to numbers. Like it's actually not doing as well as it once was, um, because there's a huge patch that came out when Cataclysm came out that changed everything. Um, a lot of people felt that it wasn't changed for the better. So a lot of people have quit. Numbers have significantly dropped from what it once was in its prime. Um, I know personally, just the com- with the company I keep, um, people are just looking for something different. Uh, WoW has been around for a while. I mean, there's been a bunch of expansion packs, but for the most part, it's just that it's nothing new. I mean, yeah, there's new dungeons, there's new areas to go to, there's new classes, but I mean, like you said with uh, with Rift, once you hit level 30, you know, you just kind of start over. I know once you hit 85, you can do a bunch of stuff, but you know, you can only do so much. I mean, I'm not that seasoned of a WoW player. I have one character that's level 85. I've done, you know, I've scratched the surface of what you could do in WoW, but, like, just the company I keep getting kind of bored. A lot of the people who used to play really hardcore don't play as much as they used to if they play at all. So a lot of people are waiting for older public because, A, it's Star Wars, which, as any nerd can say, I mean, it's a Star Wars universe. What could be cooler than that? But the thing with Old Republic is just like there have been Star Wars games, like there's been the Old Republic games, you could pick your different classes, but it's such an immersive idea. I mean, you, you pick your character class and you get to go through this entire world. It's not on a, as much of a track as, you know, the linearity of the RPG games or really any Star Wars game. I just, I feel like the timing is people are kind of getting bored of WoW, and they need something else to put their whole life into. I just, like, my brain is just going in, like, 50 different directions right now because there's so many things I want to say. I just... First of all, um, what I think is amazing with it, which I haven't seen in action yet, well, technically, is um, how everything's voice acted. It's not just you see a character and they say the same phrase over and over again, it's just like each character is going to have its own unique characteristic like they're going to have their own voice, everybody's going to be individual from each other, I think that's going to definitely add to the immersion factor just because you're not hearing the same voice every 15 seconds um, oh my god, there's so many tangents I want to go off on, and I'm sorry if I'm talking really, really fast there's so many things I want to say that's okay, um, you know, we can just hear exactly you know, how you can, you can edit it, you can slow it down no, I no, it just, uh, it just, it just, uh, you know, shows exactly how much you really care about yeah. this game. Um, what's also incredibly helpful is like you is you get companions on your ship. So like if you're a healer, then what you do is you like take one of your companions who's a tank, 
and take somebody who's like DPS and it's like and wow if you were trying to level up a healer it was always it would always kind of suck like you'd either have to like find somebody else to play with but with this like the thing with wow is as you get higher up like you can't play by yourself like it just gets boring when you play by yourself so like when you're playing maybe like a ranged character it's just like it's hard to level that up by yourself because you're a ranged character but if in old republic if you're like oh i'm gonna be a healer then you pick a tank to come with you so he tanks for you instead of just having to you know do it by yourself i just think exactly like wow though you always had to find someone to help you out with i know but in in Old Republic, you don't need a real person. You have companions. Like, in the oh. original Old Republic games, like, you had your ship full of people. Like, it's an NPC, technically. And they have, and they're, like, a party, a part of your party. Like, they would in the Old Republic games. Um, with, uh, with questing, uh, I have a friend at work. I haven't, I applied for the beta, um, but you have to, com- you have to submit your computer spec for it, and I don't I play on a laptop. I don't really have that fancy of a computer, so I haven't heard anything yet. I have already pre-ordered it, though. But a guy I work with has been doing the beta, and he has said nothing but good things about it. He says it's just like the original RPG games, and it's Star Wars. I mean, people love Star Wars. I just... But I was in... How many... Okay, it was announced in, like, 2009. I was a senior in high school... I was. Ta- I remember talking to one of my friends, and we made the prediction in 2009 that Old Republic would surpass WoW. That was our prediction two years ago. It's still my prediction now. Fair enough. I, I don't think it could have been any uh, plainer said than that. Inform the commander that Lord Vader's shuttle has arrived. But I just wanted to also mention that we have a surprise guest on the show today. Yes, I am so excited. She is back with us, back on the team. She is back in the command center. It is Sam. What, what is up, Game Stories? Seventh Valkyrie has returned to the command center. I feel like all the Justice League and Adventures are now combined and we can now do battle against the forces of evil. How are you, Sam? I'm doing so much better now that I am back on board and I'm excited to keep moving forward. Absolutely. That's great. In case you missed it, uh, is coming back and coming back with a vengeance. Isn't that right, Sam? i to make it a really big part of the site. Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome! It's great to have you again as part of the team. Um, I'm just want to, I just want to welcome uh, welcome you back. And uh, I think now, as it were, we will get to the game source news. And I guess the the big story of the week um, that I know Jeremiah and 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 Corey and Chris too, the Diablo three, with the combined five million copies that were sold current number of Diablo 3 owners is 6.3 million. That's right. 6.3 million. It is probably the fastest selling PC game of its kind ever. Uh, It's it's just great news for uh, Blizzard, Activision, 
the parent, you know, the, and their parent company, the Vendi Group. Um, I, what I want to ask is, with even with all the great games coming out later this year, do you think it's still going to be at the, when all the dust is settled and everything's take uh, all the sales are taken ca- accounted for for 2012? Do you think it will reign supreme as the biggest selling title of 2012? Sam. Since you're back with us, I give it to you first. Of 2012, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say because there's a lot of stuff come out towards the end of the year. I think right now it's kind of got the reins because it, we're in a bit of a, in a bit of a slump. But um, next year, I mean, I know this is part of the next uh, segment, but later this year we've got not only Black Ops 2 but also Halo 4. I've got some commentary on that, but I think I can wait a little bit on that. But um. Yeah, Diablo, it's a game 12 years in the making. Everybody's been waiting for it for many, many years, and I'm really excited to see it went so well. But I don't think that it's going to be the biggest game in 2012. And welcome, everyone. It's that time. It's the Game Source Fall Preview for 2012. Yes! All right. We're actually doing it live. We want to first thank... Uh, our friends here at We Play Games. Um, if you're in the Las Vegas area, they're a great place to go for all your video game needs. Uh, they're at 3310 South Nellis Boulevard, Suite 10, Las Vegas 89122. And when you're talking about August, every time this time of year it happens, it's Madden time. Um, so my first question to everybody here is, uh, do you think Madden will ever be as relevant as you know, FIFA is now because you got to remember. At one time, they were the king of the hill. They were the big man on campus. But unfortunately, you know, FIFA has now doubled their sales. Um, who'd like to start first? I'll start. There you go. Um, I think. It, I think with Madden, one of the big things is um, uh, football is really, really popular in America. Like football, F O O T B A L L, is really popular in America, and not so much in other countries. But with FIFA, soccer, or actually football is more popular on a global scale. So I think when Madden tries to compare with FIFA, it's, you know, the United States versus the rest of the world. And I think that also a lot of people now in America are like kind of reaching out like, oh, soccer, like I never really cared about this before, but I feel like for some reason it's gotten a lot more popular just because people are like actually expanding their horizons a little bit. But I don't think Madden can ever really top FIFA just because of that global scale. I love it! There we go. All right. Sam, you there? All right. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> it is 7 a.m. I knew it. You said you, you, know, you would wake up a little yep. bit early for this. I, 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 yep.
here. It's the world famous yourgamesource.com podcast podcast, and we are actually gone international today. I'm so excited. <laughs> Hello from uh, from across the sea. It's Southern Valkyrie in the command center, hovering over what part of Italy? I am in Florence. Ah, beautiful Florence, Italy. And it's 7 a.m., and I'm, uh, I'm ready to go. <laughs> Get some orange juice. <laughs> the things I do for this, for this site. And we are greatly appreciative. Uh, let me tell you, I'm just, uh, when, it's, when you, it's good to be here. Oh, it's great to have you back on the show. And when you told me that you wanted to be part of the show as far as, uh, to, to comment on what we're going to talk about today, it just, uh, truly warms my heart. Uh, and who also, who truly, uh, well, I don't know, I've got this other feeling when I talk to him, but we won't talk. <laughs> Probably like a sick stomach. But, uh, you know, hovering over the great city of Henderson? Uh, no, just, uh, Sin City itself, Las Vegas. Okay, fair enough. In the, yeah. in the What's Up World Command Center, it's another beautiful <laughs> paradise with, Killer Rex Wolf, better known as Chris. How are you, What's my up, Wolf World? Thank you, Joe, for bringing me back in here. Uh, I had to take a leave of absence, but I'm back and and stronger than ever. Ready I to feel like it's this. a reunion show. I, I know. Even when did we record our first podcast all together? Like two years ago. <laughs> Close to that, and uh, actually, you know, you had a couple podcasts. Before that, in, in a group, but there was one podcast in particular I, I just want to make mention of. Um, I think it was centering around SWOTOR, and and one of the, <laughs> uh, before we head on into our main subjects and our reviews, uh, I want I, I don't know. I thought I heard there might be an apology. I, I don't know. I just <laughs> I uh, uh, <laughs> I just want to take this opportunity to uh, to formally apologize to Chris. For my uh, my Swotor prediction, uh, especially recently thinking back on it, and uh, Swotor didn't exactly do what I expected it to do, and I had some pretty aggressive uh, predictions as far as it being the next Wow Killer, and uh, you know about a year later, I can say with certainty that it is uh, very much not the uh, the Wow Killer. So well, I was still, got, I thought you know Pandarium would, Pandarium would be dumb, but it did well, and it's still afloat and it's still wow. So Chris, uh, I'm very sorry <laughs> it, that, uh, no that, that I was in fact wrong. <laughs> no apology is needed, but it is greatly appreciated. Uh, and I, I, yeah, I do have to admit that with what I've heard so far about World of Warcraft and an announcement from. Blizzard that they are going to do still one more expansion after this at least, uh, and then of course uh, Bioware's decision to make the game free to play for Swartor. Yeah. And um, honestly, like what I realized after playing it a lot was it's just they're so different. Like they're not yes. it's apples and oranges. Like uh, Swartor was amazing. Like I didn't play as much as I wanted to just for budgetary and time reasons, but yeah. um. From the time I did get to put into it, it's an amazing game. Yeah, it's just I'll, I'll so admit, different. It was very wow. good. But, I mean, there's so many games that are going to be like that. I mean, even the Elder Scrolls Online, yeah. um, which I'm trying to get into the beta for, that's people are going to say is going to kill WoW, but 
as much as I'd love for it to happen, it's never going to happen. Like, in all honesty, I don't think Switzerland needed to even be an MMO. Like, just yeah, from see. how I played it. I, I, I played with a friend, with one friend, <laughs> and that was fine. Like, I don't think it needed to have what it had. Like, it was an amazing game. And I would have, at this point, I would have preferred Nightfield Republic 3 over that. Well, first off, I want to say that that takes a lot of class, what you just did today, so <laughs> that is greatly appreciated. And I know Nick would not, I know Nick wouldn't, that's for sure. Has, you know, you know, he would take sure. his opinions to the grave. This is true. I thought about fighting it. I was like, I could take this one of two ways. I could either, <laughs> you know, fight about it, or I could just be like, you know what, I said it would kill WoW and it didn't. No. Well, you, you did. You also didn't, uh, and no one did actually foresee the the whole entire MMO universe, you know, dropping out along with the economy, and and really bottoming out where uh, you know virtually every other uh, paid MMO has had to go free to play as well. Secret World, uh, Terra, yeah, exactly. The only Just, one that's still thriving weirdly is Rift. Uh, yes. I mean, they've come out with their expansion, which was 50 bucks, by the way. I mean, that's ridiculous. But, I mean, the fact that they still have a big enough fan base to still go on with servers for $15 a month, I I find that kind of impressive right now. I mean, they've lasted longer than uh, any of the other ones that are coming out right now that I know of. I think, honestly, so much popularity has gone to the MOBA games. Like uh, like league stuff yeah. like League of Legends. Everybody really... I know plays League now. Like yep. I don't really I don't really know if they pl- still play WoW, but it's all about leagues. I suck at leagues, which is which is well, bad. But. Well, actually, you have two different fans. You've got the League of Legends fans, and you've got the Dota fans. Dota, the yeah, the ancients. Uh, and and I know because some of my coworkers are either strictly Dota or strictly League, and if you try to compete one against another, they will go at it for They're hours. Really yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like a Marvel versus DC kind of fight there. <laughs> and with League of yeah. Legends actually hitting the uh, the Major League Gaming see, uh, scene with a vengeance, it's uh, oh. even becoming more into the forefront. So, Yeah, definitely. I think, like, Leagues is, like, the new StarCraft 2. I don't yeah. know if I'm going to get beat yeah. up for saying that, but just... <laughs> I watch, like, the gaming patterns of my friends, and, like, oh, it was all about StarCraft 2, StarCraft 2, StarCraft 2. More people will watch, just watch, like, championship matches of League than people watch of StarCraft. And it's understandable, but I think it's just more entertaining. Because StarCraft, yeah. you can have a game end in, like, five minutes. But mm-hmm. League, it's it's it constantly changes. So, and yeah, I think I that's, what, that's what makes the game fun. Is if, it can, if it can change, if you can play a game a hundred million different ways, then people are going to yeah. try to get it every single way. Just for what I found is the learning curve is just, I don't know if that's, an, it's either that or I'm just really bad at it, but now, just, well, no, I, now, I started playing over the summer. Now it is hard. Um, if you started back when it was like its first season, it was pretty Yeah, I jumped in balanced. a long time. <laughs> but uh, now if you just jumped in and started at level one, you see that there's people just starting level one characters that have been playing for three years and it's. Yeah, that's what's hard. Yeah, so, and I tried to get my cousin into it. It took him a while, and by a while, I mean almost like a year and a half, and he's good with only, like, two people. But, mm. um, I mean, it takes That's a while. Just to, huh? That's what you got to do. Yeah, it's just practice, really, but no one really has the time to practice something that 
is really hard to get into. Yeah. And I know uh, there's going to be some great stuff from you two, whether you go to yourgamesource.com, the Seventh Valkyrie page, or you go to the Killer X Wolf page. Great stuff coming on the way as well, including the reviews, uh, you know, right now. We'll start with you, Sam. Um, your thoughts overall on The Cave. The Cave, I, I'm going to start with, I'm, I'm personally a big Double Fine fan. So I heard, you know, Double Fine's coming out with a new game. Awesome. Um, it came out, and I was like, I posted on our page, like, oh, hey, like, is anybody, is anybody playing it? And, Gerald, you informed me that the, the current Metacritic score was, it's like, a 73, 74. Yes. And, and I was like, ouch. Before I, before I let you continue, I want to ask, is a lot of that stemming from Psychonauts, not just for you, but for a lot of other individuals that put, that have put Double Fine maybe on, on a nice high plateau? Am I, am I wrong definitely, to say that? Definitely rooted, rooted from Psychonauts. Because I've played that game. It's been my favorite game for years. I absolutely love it. Played it a dozen times. Because but since then, there's just, they have not had, they've not been able to recreate the magic, per se. It, yeah, I mean, they've been honestly, able to have a very, a lot of good games. They've had a lot of good mm-hmm. games, but nothing that has, everybody's gone critically in love with. That is true. Opinion. I think Double Fine is, um, they have a very specific, not specific, like they have this sense of humor that is very, a double fine sense of humor in their games. And it's a little bit of a dark, maybe a little more dry humor. And I love that. Like that is what brings me back to double fine games. And like, and then like, cost, I don't know if you have a costume quest. Costume quest is amazing. So underrated. I think, I think the word underrated is synonymous with double fine because they produce so much good stuff that people don't, just don't pick up as quickly and as much as other games, which is frustrating as a personal fan. But it was my my faith in Double Fine was enough for me to just be like, you know what, the score is low, but I'm gonna pick it up anyway. And don't get me wrong, yeah. Sam, I, I enjoyed Brutal Legend. I really thought that was a undervalued title, uh, and I really think that there was some really creative flow going there. I just you know, I just I just understand that the legacy of Psychonauts for a game that initially didn't sell very well, but has just created a own its own aura, all of its own by by the critical masses. Yeah. It's just you know, I, I don't want to see them rest on their laurels. But uh, do you think they yeah. might have done that with the game? Honestly, like um, it's it's very it's very different than I think anything they've really put out before. Um, it's a it's primary, it's a puzzle game. And I, I honestly think that part of a lower score is a lot of the puzzles are very challenging. Like, when you look at the – I know you've seen, like, screenshots from it or videos from it, and it, it looks very cute, you know. There's, like, seven characters, and they're just, you know, they're, they're, they're cute looking. Like, that's the word I'm going to stick with. Well, it seems to be like a, a puzzler in the shape of a platformer. Right, exactly. And – um. So just by looking at it, you kind of think it was almost made for a younger audience. That, that, was, honest, that was my first impression. I, it was very wrong. But then you get into the puzzle. The first puzzle is like, it's not, it's not too t- tough, but it, it's challenging enough. I love puzzle games. Absolutely love them. I think there's very few things that equal the reward of solving a good puzzle. And you're just like, yes, got that. But 
it's very challenging. And some of the ans- some of the solutions are not always very clear. It's not so much that they're difficult, it's that they're not clear, which I think could be a problem for some people who aren't really as dedicated to it as I am. So you start off, you pay, there's seven characters, and you choose three. And the game changes based on which three characters you chose. So there's some levels that are dedicated to, to a specific character, and each character has a specific, a specific power that lets them do something that other people can't like. The adventurer can grapple, and you can like swing across the, the knight. I'm playing with the, the knight, the adventurer, and the time traveler. And the knight has like this shield where you can get hurt, and the time traveler can like phase through certain walls. So really, it really changes it up, and it really forces you to think. And that's what I, I, any game that could really just make me just sit and think for a little while and really challenge me in that way, I, I really appreciate games that do that. And I don't think there's enough that do. So with something like that, though, if if there's seven different characters and you can only choose three, um, what if you choose the wrong three? Is it possible to do that? Oh, or? no, no, no. Like, it's not like that. It's um, the, the way the game changes is specific to your characters. So there's oh. a level, like, there's, there's your character levels and then kind of like these intermediate levels where the character levels, you have to have that character. Like, in order to, to even start the... The, the quest of that particular part of the cave, you need to have that character. And okay. you can only beat it. Like, you can beat it with other characters, but it's not, like... I, I know exactly what you mean, because I was saying the same thing, but, like, there's yeah. certain parts of certain levels you can't access. Like, um, oh, okay. there's one character, the hillbilly, he can hold his breath for a long time. And um, there's certain parts and levels where there's a really long underwater part, and you can't you, your your other character couldn't hold their breath long enough to finish it, so you could only get there if you have the hillbilly. So you don't have the hillbilly, you can't get to that part, but it's not essential to the current plot to the current puzzle. All right, gotcha. I see. So with so- like the night level, in order to even you have to like talk to the king initially. So minor spoiler. Um, there's like this, this, this pit you fall down and it's got like fire shooting from either side. So if you walked in there with a regular character, it would die. But oh, if you, wa- if you like jump down and you use your like shield, it shields him so he can jump down and not die. Cause that's the only way to get to the king. Oh, okay. So, so uh, overall, what do you think about it? I, I love it. I haven't gotten a chance to do the co-op yet. I'm going to do that actually later today. And my well, today for me, tomorrow for you. But um, uh, right now, as a if I if I if I had to give it a number right now, I would honestly I would put it at a nine. That's what I'm going to say. Fair enough. Not not quite not quite a ten because there are some just little. I'm playing on PC, which um, without a controller, I'm using the keyboard, which the controls are a little weird for that, but um, I think if you played it with a controller it wouldn't really be a problem. Um, so I don't have my Xbox here, which breaks my heart every day, but yeah. um, it I would, love it. It I would be too. So. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been the first thing I bought when I got there. No, no clothes, <laughs> just an Xbox, please. Yeah, <laughs> if I could find a game store here, I would. That's a shame. 
I've, I've yet to come across a game store in Italy. I think GameStop has well, a brand Italy, that's that they true. own out there. Somewhere in Europe. At well, least. On, like, the part of Florence that I live in, it's it's more in the, like, city center, like, touristy area. So that might be why, like, I mean, so there's plenty of, like, locals here. But I think if I maybe searched in the, in the like, suburban areas, which is, I've been meaning to do, but it's really far away from where I live. Um, maybe there, I've come across, I saw one in Pisa, which is even more touristy, but, um, and then in Europe-wise, I found one in Copenhagen, I found one in London, one in Dublin, but GameStop is really the only, any, only game reeler I've even encountered in Europe. What about, how is Amazon EU? Oh, I haven't really done much of that just because so many consoles region lock. Mm-hmm. Like for my own, I have like the only stuff I have here. I have my PC and I have my 3DS, and then I have my PSP, which I really only use for PS1 downloadable titles. <laughs> but with the 3DS, it's region locked. So if I want to, if I buy from the EU store, it's um, it's a European copy of the game, which will not work because region locking is dumb. <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more on that one. So for our next true or false question, we actually have joining us live from Italy, Seven Valkyrie from the command center. It's Sam. Good morning, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Good morning, Sam. Good morning. I wish I could be waking up. <laughs> I don't. Good morning. <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm. Sorry, I'm late. It's uh, it's quite early across uh, across the city here. Across the world. Uh, across the world. Yeah. Well, we're glad to have you on. Um, and Good to be here. And we're just going to uh, continue on with the true or false. So I will get you in this next question on true or false. Game source. Arf, arf, arf. True or false. <laughs> the next Xbox will not support used games. True or false? Uh-oh. <laughs> okay, no. Sorry, I've never done this segment before. Is it no, like it's brand new? What you're what you're getting into is the revolution of the game source. It's GSTF, Game Source True um, or I'm False. I'm so surprised. I'm so surprised. <laughs> what what we're gonna say is it's true or false. Answer the question the way you think it is. Will the next Xbox support used games? Go. Okay. No pressure, by the way. <laughs> this yeah. is oh, this is so intense. Like. I wasn't prepared for this. Okay, so I'm going to say... Because I want to say... I want to say yes, it will. Because it would just suck if it didn't. Like, I know (laughs) all those rumors floating around. I personally don't know if anything's been confirmed, but... If it doesn't play used games, that means you can't... Not only can you not purchase used games... You can't borrow games from friends. You can't get games from Gamefly. Like, so much of the market is in used games. And I know Microsoft thinks that if if it if it's like, oh, only new games can be played, they think that they're going to make all this money because people who would normally buy from um, GameStop or um, people who would buy from rent from Gamefly or just borrow from friends, they're going to have all these new people who – are going to be purchasing their game, and they think that's going to increase their numbers. But 
I think it's just going to upset a lot of people. Like, I know I personally, like, I don't have a budget where I can play, or I could buy a new game every two weeks. Like, you know, you have one of the big things about, like, having your friends is that, you know, oh, I just played this game and someone else played another game. Let's, uh, let's switch. But it's, like, I know I do that with my cousin. Like, every time we beat a game, like, we switch. But, um, like, I can understand why Microsoft think it, thinks it would be a good idea to only play used games or play new games. But I do not think that it would be a good, uh, a good choice. So I'm going to say that that statement is, uh, is false. That it will not, the statement that the new Xbox will not play new game, used games is false. And in all honesty, half of the conversations that I have throughout the day is revolved around video games about my experience with it, how I screamed like a little girl while playing Dead Space 3, and... <laughs> and Oh, I can relate to that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, I think you should do, uh, like, a video segment of just a camera watching you play Dead Space 3. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like okay. that. I know I would. Probably, probably. Well, we're going to get footage of Chris playing Connect Party. Oh, yeah. Yes. Drunk. <laughs> Both of them at the same time. Yes. Uh, dude, I'll do that. I'll, I'll get some alcohol. I'll drink, and then I will put that up. But I'll, I'll save more of that information for another time. Or you guys will just see it just randomly pop up. Uh, just so everyone knows, Game Source does not necessarily... Uh, uh, Condone drinking? Yeah. yeah let's, uh, while no, playing let's video games. If you, are, if you are going to consume alcohol while drinking, please be responsible. Yes. That's correct. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. I've heard people say that too much of anything is not good for you, baby. But I don't know about that. As many times as we love and we've shared love and made love. It doesn't seem to me like it's enough. It's just not enough. Baby. It's just not enough. GameSource.com podcast, and uh, you know what? Uh, normally it's the round table of doom, but I, I think because it's the Valentine's Day weekend we're celebrating, and it's time to be with your special loved one that's out there, um, we just wanted to, to change it up a little bit and, and change the format. So for this week, we're actually going to be doing the round table of Chris, Chris. Roundtable of Of Love <laughs> I'm pretty sure I heard butterflies fly up from behind you when you said that. I and heard doves. it. Oh yeah. That's right. Yes, and, and, and like a chorus of angels in the background. And Cupid, right. don't forget Cupid. Exactly. 
So on this, for once, it's not doom. We are not focusing on anything violent. It's all about love today. So do we all have to agree with each other? Oh heck no! Nah. No. <laughs> I oh, okay. Uh, good. I don't want to ruin one of the answers. So so we'll start off with the, this version of the round table of love, um, and we're going to touch on your the subject today is your love for video games. Sam, when did you first realize your love for video games? I first realized it. And you'll, well, hold on. You'll forgive me if I sound like a you know romantic station DJ while I'm doing this too. It's <laughs> got like a like a Barry White thing going on. Soothing. Um, just a really like soothing voice. Um, my okay. I first uh, first realized I love video games in I believe I believe the year was 1998 when. The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time came out. And before then, when did, like, the Game Boy Pocket come out? It was before then, right? I believe so. Yeah, because, like, I had one of those, and, like, I had, uh, I had kind of, I, had, I remember I had this, like, Pocahontas game on my, my Game Boy. But um, when Ocarina of Time came out, um, I was only eight, so I wasn't really at the point where I could play it by myself, I don't think. But um, I have my dad and my older brother, who uh, my dad has always been a huge Zelda fan since the original, and then my older brother is got really into it too, and I would just sit and watch them play, and I was just so captivated by this story, and we had the I remember we had the uh, the Nintendo Power Guide, and I would just like um I would that thing I cherish that thing I still have it, but um. Just this story that this game was telling. Like, I wasn't so much into the whole, like, like, fighting stuff thing yet. I wasn't really into that part yet. But, like, I had the guide, and I would, I would read this guide as if it was a book. And I would just, I brought it with me everywhere. I would read it all the time. And I was just so taken with this story that, um, eventually, as time went on, I started playing it by myself. And, I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. Like, because I, you, especially when I was young, like, I, I read a lot now. I read a lot when I was young. And I was like, this is almost like a book, but, like, I gotta, I gotta play this game. And, like, it's challenging. And, you know, it's this adventure. And I was just so taken with it that from then on, I was just like, I, I was really into games that, you know, told a really good story. And that's how I got into gaming was it had to be a game with a good story. So I played a lot of stuff, you know, in and out, but it's always, you know, those Ocarina of Time that really, like, got me started. So, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> my, what is my true love? My true love would be, I'm going to say, first I'm going to say, um, turn-based RPGs. I know all, it's, not a lot of love for that genre. A lot of people find them boring and slow. But I absolutely love them. Um, I think there's a certain element of strategy to them. And I, I just, I, they're definitely my favorite. Like, you know, Final Fantasy, Golden Sun. Even like Pokemon, I would consider a turn-based RPG. But um, I'll also say, and Corey, just so you know, I did say, I said Pokemon before I read what you wrote. 
I wasn't just helping you. But um, I, but I would say that if I if I was allowed to have like the equivalent of a of a of a mistress, I would say I would say that like shooters are my are my mistress. Just like Chris said, just the simplicity of them, and just the empowering feeling. Uh, I'm not going to go into quite as much detail, but I do think that there's just something to be said about shooters that definitely just they just fulfill this part of you that nothing else can. Very nice indeed. Now, Sam, if you were to get married to oh, don't one... start with don't start with me on this question. I'm still thinking. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I thought you would be the easiest one after. No, because there's too many to choose from. Because I have reasons. Okay, just start with start with cousin Corey and then come back to me. Fair. This is a very this is a very deep question. <clears throat> well, I'll start again. All right, Sam, we're back okay. to you. You so, gave you some time. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna start by addressing the ones that people would typically think that I would pick, and then say why it's not them. First, uh, first, my first I was gonna, I was gonna say Link, but if I was married to Link, then I'd probably get kidnapped all the time. <laughs> wouldn't really want to do that. So as much as I love Link, that probably wouldn't work. And then the next obvious answer. Is is Damon Baird from from Gears of War? <laughs> I um. That's the answer I thought. As I know, well, as it would be circumstantial. Is the war over? Is the Gears of War war over? Because if it was during the war, I wouldn't want to be married to him. But you know, if, every, if it was like afterwards and everything was all chill, and working on like making the world a place again, so that. That is a circumstantial answer, but my third answer is one of my my earliest game crushes that I can remember, which isn't really that long ago, but it's the first one that I actually, like, first video game character that I just, like, remember, like, having a crush on and feeling really weird about it is um, Cartho Nasi from uh, <laughs> National Republic. There's a scene in the very like beginning of the game. I don't remember the plan. I don't remember the first world you're on. And there's a part where like he um he like casually he calls you beautiful, and he's like oh something beautiful. And I remember just being so just like he called me beautiful. And then like I was gonna do like an evil playthrough for whatever reason, but like when he said that I was like huh like I got all like happy. And it was just one of those moments where I'm like, this is a fictional character that I have a huge crush on. But, so it would really be uh, any of those three. I just want to, the record to show, Karth has never called me beautiful. It's okay. It's okay. It just, no one can have this, this stunningly good looks that I have. It's just not possible. <laughs> Karth is just one of the people, he just he just recognizes it. But. He was just the first. He's just like a just a good guy. Like Carth, Carth. A lot of people don't like him because they're like, "Oh, he's." Um, I actually can't think of an appropriate word to say on this podcast, but um, he's not popular among the the gents of the uh, nice old republic fan base. But I know the uh, the ladies all swoon. Just like Chris swoons for Bayonetta. <laughs> Wouldn't really call that swooning. I think there's another no. word for that. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do. 
That was just that was breathtaking right there. Well, thank you for joining us for the best of Seventh Valkyrie, aka Sam. If you want to read more of what Seventh Valkyrie has to offer, check out her page at www.yourgamesource.com/slash/seventhvalkyrie.html. And for more, check us out www.yourgamesource.com at GameSource on Twitter, GameSource on Facebook, YourGameSource.com on YouTube, and also as well, our free GameSource mobile app. want to thank you for joining us, and have a good one. Ciao, ragazzi. Is this a, is this a podcast? Can someone remind me? I thought it was a video game podcast.